God has really blessed me. You know, he let me work in D.C., let me work with EIB and Hollywood and Silicon Valley. And he's shown me through all those experiences that there is one problem and one solution, and that's why we do this show. Welcome to A Disciple's View with Todd Herman. When the God of the universe spoke the world into existence, he didn't snap his fingers or wink his eye. He just did that. He spoke. He said, let there be light. And because we believe we speak about the happenings in this world and remain mindful that our true home is with Jesus Christ and his kingdom, welcome to Disciples View. I'm Todd Herman. A little late start today. Tech weirdness on our side. And we'll, so we'll do a quick reset on what we do here and why we do it. So Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina. Are these the top stories in God's mind? Is this what, um, what God would have us regard as the top stories to which we're to pay attention? I, I saw the turnout. We'll talk tomorrow about the politics of this and really in-depth tomorrow about the politics of people who are Republican pundits and stand baffled that President Trump won. And there's a lot to that, and a lot of it is misunderstood. There are things the Republican punditry cannot allow themselves to believe. Because if they allow themselves to believe it, they're going to have to make some very difficult moral decisions. And I don't think those are decisions they want to make. And why would they? They're difficult. But this is not, I think, top story to God. Not, not Iowa, not South Carolina, not New Hampshire. Perhaps it's the wars. Now, I talked this morning uh, with a friend of mine who is a, uh, I would say it this way, Special Forces retired, a, a team guy. And I was talking about the Navy SEALs uh, who apparently lost their lives. And do you want to know what we're being told about those Navy SEALs? I wonder what the, the SEAL teams are being told. That a Navy SEAL fell off a boat and then another Navy SEAL went into the water to save him and they both drowned. If you know anything about the SEAL teams, that didn't happen. Not unless they were both shot dead. Because of the safety gear that they have, the drones overheads, the inflatables, the beacons, and the fact that they are the best combat swimmers in the world who can tread water for days at a time if they need to. So no, that's not what happened. Maybe that's the top story to God. I, I don't think so. I think he weeps over war. Because this is not how we were designed. We were designed for perfection. Perhaps it's John Roberts unsurprisingly siding with pharma. In the Roberts courts refusing to hear this case of yet another person who's either been conned about their gender or is choosing to defy the fact that God made male and female uh, or who's truly suffering from actual gender dysphoria, which really is a psychosis and mental illness. Uh, that the John Roberts court punted. They won't, they're not going to hear this case of do we have men or women? Well, John Roberts, if it's pharma, he's usually on their side. He lied twice to save Obamacare, openly lied twice to save Obamacare. Perhaps he's compromised. I tend to think he is on that particular area if it touches pharma. Perhaps that's God's top story. After all, it's affecting the families, and it's designed to affect families. Maybe it's the beating in Davos, Switzerland, 
where we're hearing such exciting things as we need yet more speech control and yet more censorship and yet more limits on food supplies from people who are there exercising their free speech on a massive platform and flew their own private jets to eat lobster, live lobster. Well, they don't eat it alive. I would hope. That'd be pretty weird. But they kill it, eat it, and they tell us we need to limit our food supply. Perhaps that's the top story for God. I don't think so. Uh, It's a dangerous thing to think like God, to try to, because we're mere humans. But to me, I think that the top story to God is still the same story. It's the story of come home. It's a story of God with a light still on in the mansions of many rooms. It's God who did dispatch his son, Jesus Christ, to bring us all back into the family. Uh, The top story is probably still the good news of the gospel. The top story is probably still that redemption is ours if we ask for it with a true and sincere heart and then accept the gift that's given to us in the blood of the Lord Jesus. I think that's still the top story. It's not that the ones don't matter. They matter in the extreme. For instance, the Iowa win by President Trump, and we'll delve into this more deeply tomorrow, is a very simple human need. For a lot of Republicans, it's a simple statement. They stole my vote. I want it back. And tomorrow I'll explain private conversations I've had with very well-known national conservative media figures who have told me that if they thought the election was stolen, they wouldn't tell you that because they're panicked as to what you would do. That matters. It also matters that in a country of 330 million people, we've ended up with two men that a lot of people can't stand. I like President Trump's policies. I would vote for him in a heartbeat. I would vote for Ron DeSantis in a heartbeat. I've never been one who has warmed to his personality. There are moments in time where President Trump is actually very generous and, uh, in fact, very gentle. That's when he's meeting with people in person. I know this because I've talked with people who've met him in person. Very unassuming and gentle and, in fact, willing to listen. The public persona doesn't excite me and sometimes it just absolutely turns me off i'd vote for him but what's the top story to god is it for whom we'd vote or is it the fact that government civil government is a creation of god i just had the occasion to talk with walker wildman of the wildman family doing a recording for my podcast which will uh, air tomorrow and it'll be on video and audio, and you can get that uh, tomorrow at the ToddHermanShow.com. And Walker reminded us that government is the second creation that God did it's, uh, in terms of units, the family units, civil government, and then the church, and we live in the church age. I wonder if one of God's top stories is, you know, people who follow God and serve him can, in fact, run for public office. Now, I don't know that President Trump doesn't serve the Lord. I've simply never seen any signs of the fruit of the Spirit in him. I just haven't. Uh, Policy-wise, there's a lot of wins for godly people. Abortion chief among them. Law and order another. 
And goodness knows we need that. I would regard that as a more of a top story from God. But I would also regard the fact that we are still watching the response to the COVID flu destroy lives as another top story. There's much to get to on this. This is The Disciples View. I'm Todd Herman, and we will continue. I'm Todd Herman. There's news to rip through. It's important news. It's not the top story. The top story continues to be the good news of Jesus Christ. We do ask that on the show. What is God's top story? I was big, and there are real problems, particularly if you work in New York media circles. Um, problems about who lives in Iowa. Listen here to Joy Reid. These, these are white Christians. This is a state that is overrepresented over by white Christians that are going to participate in these tonight. caucuses, yes. especially tonight. Um, I, today, earlier today, reached out to Robert Jones, Robbie Jones, um, from the Public Religion Research Institute, knowing that we were going to talk about Iowa. And this is a hyper-evangelical st- white state. And he said the following to me. Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. And in Iowa, we're talking about evangelical white Christians. And he said the following, because I asked him, what do they get out of supporting Donald Trump? Because he keeps losing, he keeps delivering losses and losses and losses. And he said the following, they see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country. And Trump has promised to give it back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about, you know, what are people gaming out or Mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. That's a lot of mouthfuls of a lot of interesting analysis and it lacks some context. Mike Davis is a former counsel for nomination for Senate Judiciary Chairman Chuck Grassley. Uh, He works at the Article 3 Project. He notes this in response to Joy Reid's statement there. Iowa has always been a leader on civil rights. We've always been a free state. The Iowa Supreme Court protected out-of-state slaves in 1839. We desegregated our schools in 1868. We allowed black men to vote that same year. We allowed women to vote in 1920. We've been a refugee resettlement state for 50 years. Iowa's a welcoming place. For you to pretend Iowa's a racist state proves you're shamefully and disgustingly dishonest with your viewers. But your anti-white, anti-Christian bigotry makes your deranged left-wing MSNBC viewers very happy. It is absolute racism that you hear from Joy Reid. After all... The mere calling of a person white these days has become a slur in New York media circles. But what do people get 
for voting for President Trump. Is it actually what she said that they are the rightful inheritors of this country and, and any black or brown people are frauds and shouldn't be allowed to inhabit this country? Is that is that what they get? I would say that they get this. They get a man who spoke for forgotten people. Yes, some white people. People who worked in manufacturing and were forgotten and had their jobs shipped overseas and they knew it. That's how President Trump garnered union votes. Forgotten people who are black. President Trump's support among black voters has quadrupled since he ran first to be president. Quadrupled since 2016. It's at 22%. It's the highest of any Republican. But don't tell Joy Reid because, of course, these are white black people. What might they get? Well, since Governor Abbott made the decision to do what a lot of conservative activists had been begging these governors to do for a very long time, which was to say, take the illegal immigrants who are purposely being flooded into the border states and send them to the blue states. Let them live in the world they're creating for others. Not to treat these humans as pawns. Not to treat human beings created in God's image as tools. But simply to elicit a proper respect from states like New York and Illinois who are forcing this upon the border states. To show them the reality. And that's happened. And you have black people in Chicago and New York who are done. What they've said in many, many, many audio clips I've played, they have said that we are done losing our position for housing. The Democrat Party has for years taught black people that they can't exist without the Democrat Party and without government. And when they don't get this housing and it's given to illegal immigrants, they're done. We have schools in New York where kids are being sent to distance learning, which doesn't work, so that illegal immigrants can live in their schools. We have airports being shut down virtually as groups of illegal immigrants are flown for free around this country as many Americans cannot afford vacations. So in black America, if there is such a thing, and there shouldn't be, but in, in, in black neighborhoods, so to speak, people are looking and saying, oh, so we're not valued the same anymore. Other people have replaced us. Yes, there's the evil replacement theory. Well, except the Democrats have talked about replacement theory as an actual activity to replace the filthy white voters and particularly filthy evangelical Christian white voters about whom Joy Reid just complains, with good and virtuous people who are BIPOCs. That's the phrase that the left puts on human beings. Hey, you're a BIPOC. How's that feel to be identified that way? So what do other people get for voting for President Trump? Well, law and order. President Trump simply says, we don't want to be invaded. But that's a tough word, though, invasion. That's got to be the speak of a guy who did mean tweets for a living. No one really thinks we're being invaded except two-thirds of Americans. No, actually, two-thirds of Americans. 
believe this country is being evaded on the southern border. That's the word they're using, invasion. People don't want their country invaded, and it's not to do with skin color. And any assertion to the contrary belies our daily lives and interactions as human beings. Yes, there are racists. There always will be. It's a sin problem. It belies a country that put Barack Obama in office twice. No, that was not racism. People were conned into voting for him, but it was a black man in office as the highest office in the land. Shouldn't be the highest office in the land. It should be just one of three, but that's beside the point. So that's Joy Reid's issue. Far too many white evangelical Christians in Iowa. Therefore, it's an illegitimate vote, effectively. And continuing with the media response to Iowa, here is some exciting analysis from The View. 5% of the entire voting population in the state okay, showed this up. Is, but this is what the 5% voted for. You voted for a guy who said, come, risk your lives for the grand wizard. Come in the snow and the sleet, because I am more important than your life. That's who the 5% voted for. That's who the 5% voted for. Uh, the caucuses are open to all, including Democrats who said they were going to go and game the system and vote for Nikki Haley. Right? It was open for all. The caucuses are not hugely attended, never have been. It's the most active people who go make the active choice to go to that. But again, that doesn't delegitimize the process. In my mind, and this is really controversial, it legitimizes it. Here's what I mean. The harder it is to vote, the better the outcome. I know that's controversial. Let me explain further. When you have to be given a ballot to sit on your counter and simply open at the last minute, fill out and drop in a drop box, I cannot imagine you're particularly invested in the process. When you have to go an extra step and have someone come to your door and say, hey, we're ballot harvesters. Have you filled out your ballot yet? Oh, gosh. Oh, is it election day? Well, let me go get it if I can find it. Sure, and we'll help you fill it out. Then we'll take it in for you. Then I don't think you're particularly well invested. The people in Iowa are particularly well invested. Just got an email just now. I love live radio. Essence writes to me, you keep blasting Trump for his fruits that you don't see. Well, Trump does things that are between him and God. He doesn't do things for you to talk about over the air. He's the only one who speaks about Jesus in front of the crowds when no one else is. That's one fruit you fail to see. Trump is not ashamed to say Jesus. Appreciate the note, Essence, and I appreciate your writing and the passion. And I would just simply say that Fannie Willis, the prosecuting attorney who is obviously prosecuting President Trump for political purposes, she promised to do it. She's clearly corrupt. The case in Georgia is an abomination. President Trump has every single right to say the election was stolen. Well, because I agree it was. I can't prove it. I know it was rigged. Everybody knows it was rigged. President Trump should never be facing this case. Fannie Willis just recently made a statement, and I think we'll get to I can't remember if that's today, where she actually invoked the Lord Jesus as telling her to do these things. No, and to, to be in a apparently sexual relationship outside of marriage, and then to give that man government money at a highly inflated rate, it seems. No, she, she is paying him more than she was willing to pay other people to prosecute President Trump and then paying him for 24 hours of work in a single day and then going on vacation with him 
Fannie Willis just actually spoke the name of Jesus Christ to defend those actions. So there are people who speak the name of the Lord Jesus. Here's what I mean about President Trump and the fruits of the Spirit. It's just this. Patience, kindness, charity, self-control, temperance, long-suffering. I just don't observe those things in him. Maybe you don't observe them in me. That doesn't mean that God isn't using him in powerful ways. In essence, God has used President Trump in some of the most important and powerful ways that we will ever see. He used President Trump to peel back the curtain from a modern temple. The modern temple of Washington, D.C. God used President Trump magnificently there. There are so many of us who have been awakened to the fact that that temple is fallen entirely. That we have been counting on the wisdom of men. That, In other words, we've been counting on horses and chariots rather than the word of God. He accomplished that through President Trump. He made people who had successfully hidden in the machinery of government, people like Tony Fauci, he made, he worked through President Trump to make Tony Fauci surface himself for what he is, which is not only a man who destroyed President Trump's first term, but also a man who's destroying lives. Perhaps this is closer to the top story for God. Marjorie Taylor Greene has been holding a series of COVID hearings. They're also going on finally in the UK. The topic at hand in both of these instances is why are so many people dying? Why are so many young people dying? We shouldn't be watching young people die of heart attacks that are induced by myo and pericarditis. That shouldn't be happening. That doesn't happen, well, until the last three years. And it has happened in extraordinary numbers. If you ever wonder about media collusion outside of networks like AFR, and in fact, AFR uniquely, if you ever wonder about the collusion, just notice that the perhaps biggest story that God might call the top story outside of the gospel, which is a massive increase in all-cause mortality since these injections were introduced, these COVID injections, note that they unanimously refuse to report this. They might touch on a sudden death case here or there, but they unanimously employ what I call the propaganda of silence, the single most powerful tool the media has. Because if they don't talk about it, functionally, for a lot of people, it never happened. So there's been these COVID congressional hearings sponsored by Marjorie Taylor Greene. They've been sparsely attended And they've been important. Here, Dr. Kurt Millen, a dissident doctor, says what should be obvious to all doctors. So Ed Dowd um, is one of those financial guys, and he's been looking at the insurance data. Um, And uh, his research team recently evaluated the, the data out of UK. And it was from the United Kingdom Death and Disability Trends for Cardiovascular Diseases in 15 to 44 year olds. What's important about that statement is you shouldn't have cardiovascular disease in 15 to 44-year-olds. So if this is now a spike, this is something we really have to look at. So they found very concerning data, and I quote, we show a large increase in the morbidity and mortality due to disease of the cardiovascular system from 2021. The increase in disability claims is consistent with the increase in excess deaths, and both are highly significant. 
The data show a 13% increase in excess cardiovascular death in 2020, then a 30% increase in 2021, and a 44% increase in 2022. Something significantly has increased excess cardiovascular deaths in 2021, and it continues. As humans, physicians, and scientists, we should be curious with what has happened. There's really only one major thing that happened in 2021, and that was the rollout of this untested vaccine. Indeed. And the biggest mistake President Trump ever made was not being President Trump. President Trump, when the COVID flu came along, said, look, this is going to pass. Our immune systems are strong. Eventually, this is going to turn into a common cold. And look, it has for most people. And then he gave in to fear. And why wouldn't he? Tony Fauci was telling him 30 million Americans are going to die. President Trump made a massive error based upon heart. And on that, Essence, who wrote in earlier, I look at that and say, I know there's a heart in that man. I know there is. And God has used him in mighty ways. One more piece from Marjorie Taylor Greene's hearing that you must hear because it could affect you. It could be affecting you now. And there's a way to find out. You must hear this. This is Disciples View. I'm Todd Herman. Like that piece of music, welcome back to Disciples View. I'm Todd Herman. We were just talking about uh, what is the top story to God. I continue to believe it's the gospel. It's the fact that uh, redemption is available, life with him, and all eternity is available through Jesus Christ. And uh, if God were to be concerned about earthly happenings, and he's not because he knew all this would happen, and he knows how it ends, and he doesn't live in any form of fear whatsoever, but I think he would weep over the deaths of people before they can come to the Lord Jesus. And that would be a lot of people who are being killed by the COVID shots. And yes, people are being killed by the COVID shots. I've read the controversy between Alex Berenson, who's done absolutely brilliant work on COVID, and Steve Kirsch, relatively new to this, a a brilliant data mind. Alex Berenson says there's no proof that the COVID shots are causing the mass increase in all-cause mortality. Kirsch says there is proof uh, that it's about 17 million people globally, but it's not just Steve Kirsch. There's a lot of signals that indicate this. Is there proof? I don't think so. But absent any other mass change to the biology of human beings, what else could it be? Oh, I know. It's probably climate change. No, no, that's what we're being told. That's why people are developing myocarditis and having strokes, et cetera. It's climate change because we've never had a change in climate before. It doesn't make sense. Marjorie Taylor Greene had a hearing on the COVID shots and what's gone on with the COVID shots. Rand Paul has said that Tony Fauci should be in prison. That's, that's, that's a big thing to say. 
that Rand Paul said as a senator. I've said it, that he should go on trial and probably be in prison. Rand Paul says he should be in prison. So in this hearing, there were dissident doctors who shouldn't be dissident. Many of them are some of the most cited and respected physicians in their fields in history, such as cardiologist Dr. Peter McCullough. He survived a concerted effort from the Mockingbird media, government, and academia to end his career. He speaks specifically of what's happening to young Americans, obviously due to the COVID shots. Now, I can tell you, my whole career, I saw two cases before COVID-19. Now I am seeing myocarditis on a daily basis. The number of myocarditis cases in the United States before the pandemic was roughly 200 to 400 cases in the whole country per year. Now we're seeing this in the thousands, and these are limited sets. Now, of those 18,204 spontaneously reported cases, the death rate in these patients is 0.22. So fortunately, majority of people survive, but sadly, some die. In the published papers of people describing the cases, the death rate has ranged from 0.41 for myopericarditis to 45.9%, 45.9%. Hulsher and colleagues, of which I am a senior author on this paper, is now uh, ha- has a paper in the preprint server. Now it's been fully accepted to the um, uh, European Society of Cardiology Journal. Has proven that myocarditis is fatal when autopsies are, conform- are, are confirmed. When the doctors suspect myocarditis, there's a 100% rate of confirmation that it's fatal myocarditis. When there's general death that's occurred in a vaccinated patient, our data suggests. That is roughly 74%. If an autopsy would be done, it would be confirmed that the the vaccine was the cause of death. Today, a Rasmussen poll is out. And the Rasmussen poll has shown that 53% of Americans think the COVID-19 vaccines are causing serious injuries, leading to large numbers of, quote, unexplained deaths. So the word is out. I've made the call. On the floor of the, uh, with Senator Johnson and a panel in the U.S. Senate, multiple state senates, the European Parliament, uh, making the call today, the COVID-19 vaccines should be removed from the market. They're not safe for human use. They're not. And the number they're talking about, that massive increase in myo and pericarditis, two separate things. One is a swelling of the sac around the heart, pericarditis. The other is actual swelling of the heart, myocarditis, that often lurks in the background. And there is reason to believe, look, I am not about trying to scare people. I simply am trying to deliver truth that the Mockingbird media will not. There's strong reason to believe that if you've had the COVID injections, you have some form of myocarditis. The more injections you've had, the more likely you have real myocarditis. This is often asymptomatic until you really need your heart in a highly adrenaline-driven moment, such as waking up. That's often a surge of adrenaline, and there have been a lot of cases, far too many of young people dying upon waking, simply an alarm clock, or simply waking up. Pilots, there's a reason we focus so often on pilots. This does not have to lurk. This isn't a commercial, it isn't a financial statement, anything other. There's nothing like that. You may have asymptomatic myocarditis. There's a way to know. There's a company called Heart Care Corp., Again, I have no connection to this company beyond I am on the board of a nonprofit health. I'm on the nonprofit board of a health center in Idaho 
called um, Heart of Hope. We have one of these devices. That's just full disclosure. I, I Not a reason for you to go to our clinic. We can screen out myocarditis in your heart. This company can. Do you remember when the government said everybody had to get a PCR test to find out if they had the COVID flu? Remember that? That test never worked. The man who invented that test said this is not designed to uncover a virus in a body. You can't even culture the virus in that way. It was returning false positive after false positive. This device doesn't do that. And watch, the government is not insisting that pilots get screened for myocarditis. Instead, you know what they've done? They've loosened the rules so that pilots can have unhealthier hearts and still be allowed to fly. And if you're a pilot listening to this, I understand that if you're found to have myocarditis, it will end your career. I don't think Heart Care Corps is going to tell the government that you have myocarditis, and it is reversible in many cases. I urge you to see if you can find an MCG device near you and simply go get screened wherever you live. On this program, we thank the Lord for placing the supposedly wise people on tall towers of shaking sand with our feature cult, the Tower of Babbling. You know about the biblical truth of the Tower of Babel. A Disciple's View presents... We're, we're, the, most, we're, the, most, we're the strongest economy in the world today. Right now, today, the United States of America has the strongest economy in the world. The Tower of Babbling. Figurehead Biden continues to obsess about Ukraine while the policies his boss are making, uh, our bosses are making him employ ruin America. So do you take into account the fact that on average a male full-time employee works longer hours than a female full-time employee? Uh, wrong clip. We should be on clip no. eight. This is Biden talking about Ukraine. My fault. Clip number eight. So do, so do you take into account the fact that... If my Republican colleagues do not continue to fund Ukraine, they're going to have an awful lot to pay for. Uh, we are going to be... Uh, over a about 15-year period, nearly a trillion dollars into Ukraine. Why? No, it's a very serious question. With all the wars fought all around the world, why that country? At the same time as we're funding both sides of the war between Hamas and Israel, which is unthinkable. At the same time as we are at war with, uh, with Iran. I was talking earlier about a team member, former Special Forces guy I talked to about the what the government's telling the SEAL teams about how we lost these two SEALs. If you didn't hear that, they're telling the preposterous story that one SEAL fell overboard and the other SEAL jumped in to save him and they both drowned. Utterly preposterous for every possible reason. And I talked to another member of Special Forces who said, hey, don't kid yourself, we're already at war with Iran, backed by China, backed by Russia. We should at least be talking about these things. Thank goodness we've got people like Eric Solwell, 
the leftist congressman from California, recently removed from the House Intel Committee over his relationship with the CCC spy. He says charges against President Trump are a tapestry of accountability that act as a security blanket for the rule of law. Seen, I believe, and we've been so frustrated and impatient that justice would never come for Donald Trump, that in the last year, this tapestry of accountability has been stitched together from the criminal cases <laughs> to the civil cases. And it, I think, creates kind of this security blanket for our rule of law and, and for our democracy. That is, that's a beautiful statement. That's like a, um, you know what that is? That's, that's like a, um, a fake sandwich that they make for fast food pictures. Have you ever seen those? I got to go to the Taco Bell test kitchen in Burbank, California once, which was actually really fascinating, really fun, talking to the food chemists, et cetera. Yeah, food chemists. And I asked them about the pictures of food, and they create model food. So they'll take food and, and, and coat it in like a urethane to keep it in perfect form. It's beautiful looking, but man, don't try to eat it. Eric Sawwell, a tapestry of accountability, a man who is pursuing or was in a sexual relationship with a Chinese government spy who wants to talk about a security blanket for our rule of law or what he likes to call our democracy. This is why we do the feature Tower Babbling, to behold these wonderfully wise people, wise in their own wisdom, brilliance in their own brilliance. And we can also compare that to the everlasting and truth of God's word. Last clip in today's Tower Babbling. Leftist Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez displays great love for kids in her city of New York. Are you okay with the school being used as a shelter? You know, I think it's, uh, again, this is not, uh, it's not in my district. I think it's very clear here um, that what's most important is that we identify a facility that's appropriate for these folks. Um, I don't anticipate this being a long-term solution. It shouldn't be a long-term solution. But it's not in her district. (laughs) The answer would be no. I am not okay with people who have broken the law to enter our country being allowed to break the schooling of kids who live in our country. Not okay with it at all, but that would require taking a very difficult position because, as I said earlier, When Republicans talk about the replacement theory, we're called racists. When the Democrats practice replacement theory, they're called brilliant strategists. This is a little-known fact about illegal immigration that people should begin to understand. Here's an example. The state of Washington has three extra congressional districts. Why? Because of illegal immigrants. Because they count in the census. And that helps shift the Electoral College. And that's a wrap for today's Tower of Babbling. That was the Tower of Babbling. Whoa! <laughs> that is news. On a Disciple's View. Uh, we wrap the show traditionally with just an observation of a personal sort. And this week, it's been a tough one for my colleagues in AFR, uh, headquartered in Tupelo, Mississippi. And not a lot of infrastructure down there for snow and ice. And it's been a tough one. Uh, pipes breaking and people not able to keep their houses warm and buildings warm and businesses warm. That could be really scary. And for those of us who have spent a lot of time in snow, it can be some of the funnest times we've, we've had. I so remember 
the first time we had snow at our home, God blessed us with in the Seattle area. And no, it's not the first time. I first time with my little girl, with her cognizant of it when she was old enough to care. God gave us a home that was effectively three stories high. Just It was two, but it was up on a hill. And it had a slight view, a pocket view, it's called a Puget Sound, and an unobstructed view of our downtown area, a city called Des Moines. And yes, you do pronounce the last S. It's not Des Moines, Iowa, and it's not Des Moines. It's mayor put out a TV ad saying, say the last S. And I woke up in the morning and took my daughter to the front room, and she climbed up into the windowsill, and she put her hands on the glass, and she looked back at me and said, it's gone. I said, is it gone? She said, it's, it's gone. The, the city is gone. And I said, let's look again together. It's about five o'clock in the morning. And then she could see the lights. And then she said, that's snow. That is snow. I want to go touch it. So without spending time to put on a snowsuit, we just stepped out on the deck and she cautiously walked up to it. She was about two and a half years old. Cautiously walked up, put her hands in it and said the most magnificent thing. Dad, it's super cold, but it's super smooth. Why does God make snow? And that began a wonderful discussion. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Because we believe, we speak. Because He first loved us, we speak His Word. And we walk in the path of Jesus Christ to make disciples of all nations until we all speak again. May the peace of God that surpasses all understanding rest upon you and your families. My prayers for the AFR team. This is the Disciples' View. I'm Todd Herman.